Hey, before we begin, you know what's up? All links are at packfiller.com, you guys. Pock sports people, style, comfort, fit, safety, all packaged up in great individuality that Pock has brought to the sport. Just ask Jackson. Mm-hmm. He's sporting his new Pock helmet for in green, and we haven't seen it in public yet. And I don't know, are we not going to see it until probably spring? Right? Race day. Well, I, I don't know if I have too many other opportunities. Yeah. I'm not going to wear it on the training. You know? yeah. Tilt that thing a little bit more towards your face. There you go. Might need a little more cable. Yeah. There, that sounds even better. We we a new mic. I got my, my Jackson got my new Christmas present. He gets the mic. That's fair. The other ones are coming. I promise. He's the predecessor. It's to the it's show. it's a little noise canceling on the side, so that's why if you're off to the side, it doesn't pick it up as well. So anyway, oh mid read. Uh, he has the forward style that I apparently don't have. Coming to a group ride in a start line. Thanks to Pac. Next athletic brewing people. Are you doing it? Are you going dry for January? <laughs> No. Um, I will say this is my first beer since New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, so um, it's, I don't want to talk about it. Or just about prepping for the 2023 season. Uh, you know you need to keep the calories in check, right? But you like the flavor. That's where Athletic comes in. Great tasting non-alcoholic brews with or about with or at around sorry 70 calories per can. Get the Athletic through the pack filler link. You can do it. Next, untapped maple people. Great flavor. Great. Fuel great products based on pure Vermont maple syrup. I picked up a dialect halfway through that. If you haven't <laughs> tried it, you are missing out. Small, easily digestible packets of waffles for just about any time, and even ginger maple aid to put into your bottles. It sounds odd, but it's actually pretty good. I've had it once, and I'm going to have it more. So there we go. Let's do this, shall we? I made it through the commercials. I'm doing dry January, except Tuesdays. I'm doing dry January from bourbon. Are you? I noticed you didn't reach to the bottom. I can't. I need time to heal. We're going to want that story here shortly. Yeah. If, if you're willing, as much as you're willing to share. I'm always willing to share. Nobody's listening anyway. Yeah. I mean, if I'm willing to tell my patients about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, now that we're all a year older, perhaps we could just mature things up a bit, eh? No more potty-mouthing, booze-swilling, harsh talking about a silly sport that costs way too much, features majors, nerds, and takes up way too much of not only a person's time, but the goddamn roadway. <laughs> nah, screw that. Let's just keep on, but better, shall we? Welcome to You Know It, Life on Two Wheels. Welcome to the Pack Filler. I'm Pat Bulger, and I'm only going to drop three F-bombs this episode. That is the objective. Three. Maximum of three. Oh. And I got to really put myself in a zone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was close. It is. It's difficult. I got the twitches. Welcome to 2023. We can't wait to get started. For all we know, Mark Cavendish has been signed to our team this year so far. Wait, does that mean he has to be on the show, right? See what I did there? Uh, he'll never. He'll never get After it. After how many times you burned him. Mark. Mm-hmm. You know what? And I changed my mind about him as he grew older, as he matured, because he became less of a cocky guy and more of kind of like a, eh, so maybe. Heaven forbid adulthood set in. Mm-hmm. Let's see who's here. Panel, please respond with the following. What is your favorite work lunch? Your favorite work lunch. Paul smiled right out of the gates. So let's start with him. Here's to, he is the guy who's officially been named the mascot slash representative of 2023 here in the studios. The year of Paul Main, Mr. Paul Main. <laughs> the mascot. <laughs> I said representative in the same thing because I didn't want you to feel like you were just some furry dancing around the studio. Furry? Hey, Bill. Hey, Furby. 
furry. <laughs> no, furries, the creepy people who uh-huh. dress up in the full things yep. and go to convent conventions yeah. and have sex. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No, not you're, one you're of our representative of 2023. <laughs> How are you, man? Good. What's your What's your go to favorite work lunch? Well, it has been even before I started working. Really? Yeah, peanut butter and jelly every single day. It drives my wife crazy. PBJ. Every single day. Right. I mean, raspberry I jam. That. Yeah. Crunchy Pe- or smooth? Smooth, always smooth. Wow. Yeah. You know what's? Continue. No, that was it. Okay, so I- he. My fa- my grandpa is 94, uh-huh. and he is the same way. And we added it up, and I'm like, how many PB&Js do you think you've had in your life? And it's thousands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, that's insane to think about. You've had thousands of pb I can remember since kindergarten, so 55, 55 years, I've been... Yeah, like let's just say 300 days even. Like, let's chop out yeah. 65, which is quite a few. You yeah. probably did more than that. Yeah. That's a ton. Uh, Somebody added up. 300 times 55? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's insane. Okay, I want to know this. Q later. I got to get it. Why won't my calculator come up? Oh, because I didn't hit C. Because you're an English teacher. Yeah. <laughs> 300 <laughs> times 50... Times what? 55. 55. I have it. I can't believe it took us that long to come what up with 16,500 PB and J sandwiches. insane. It's, it's probably more. Jam. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That's your... Yeah. Wow. You're almost fit to be on one of those Smucker's ads that Al Roker calls the people when they're really old. Smuck- you should oh, put yeah. that in. You should put that to... in. Like, apply for it and say, I've had 17,000... Approximately. Yeah. yeah. PB and J yeah. sandwiches mm-hmm. advertise me, damn it. I'm a f- spokesperson. But I don't do smuckers. But don't call me a mascot. You don't do, do smuckers. No. Too really? Sugar. Yeah. That's wow. fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What's well, no side dishes or anything like that? No, just, just one peanut and jelly. When I was in my twenties, uh-huh. just two in it in the lunchtime. Okay. And a glass of milk. Oh that's in the morning. <laughs> God. I don't drink milk. Such a, unless it's in coffee or you're such a or. farm boy. <laughs> yes, I am. God. And, and hard to think he's so difficult to stray away to I new know. traditions when he's yeah. been eating the same, same lunch for fifty every day. Years. Never get rid of anything. Crust that on works. or off? <laughs> Always crust. Crust yeah. is good. How do you cut it? I don't. It's a whole sandwich. Whole sandwich. Do you, I've mastered do you eat it the like that, or do you tear it off in pieces? No, I bite into it. Hold it. Okay. And because of my trade, yeah. I always use my plastic bag it comes in uh-huh. as mm. as a holder. Otherwise, because I don't, don't always, I'm not always to, able to wash my hands at work. Wow. So this reminds me of a fact that probably doesn't really apply to this situation. But when I was in school, I learned because you were saying you just take the whole sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but apparently, if you um, back like back in a time when one of my the plays that I was doing was written. Apparently, if a woman was to take a bite of a uh, of a piece of bread and they left like a bite mark, yeah. like a, 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 a mm-hmm. in the shape of a C, apparently they could be like arrested. Mm. Yeah, I know it doesn't yeah. apply to the situation. No, but it just reminded me. Yeah. That's really messed up. It is. Wow. Um, okay, that, I, we got a lot out of that. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's just a simple PB. Well, let's do a whole go. session yeah. on this. Yeah. yeah. Next, he's the guy who might have had one too many on New Year's Eve, Mr. Sam Whipple. <laughs> Why are you God, man? solo partying? <laughs> I'm way too old. Apparently, 2023, I'm old. Welcome aboard. Yeah. yeah. Who would have thought 32? Uh, it's all downhill from here, Jackson. Hey, you yep. boys, from here, I'm 23. I know. I'm telling you. You have only nine more years. Yeah. And then it's all downhill. What's your go to lunch? Um. 
man, it's always changing because I, I eat whatever is around. Yeah. I'm the garbage goat. Is there, there's no favorite like, oh, yes. No, I mean, it, a favorite would be like a leftover salad. Cause we'll do like hearty salads, yeah. right? And so kale, right? Yeah. We were making fun of me for that uh, before the show. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do a lot of that. But vomit, lately so. I would do a lot of like um, this plant protein. And then I do blueberries and um, like milk alternative. And I just blend that up and pound that. Milk alternatives. <laughs> God, I know. I'm like, I am like Satan to you. No. I'm like the no, Antichrist. I think, I think you're you're wasting your money. Get the real shit. All right? <laughs> milk. Not kale. That used to be when I was a pantry cook, I'd line one like uh, on the deli section. I would use kale to decorate over the ice so you wouldn't have to look at ice when you had got your meats. Yeah. And Jesus. <laughs> Kale was decorative, is not to eat. Oh, my you think gosh. somebody just accidentally took a bite and went, "Oh man, we had a it, it tastes so crappy. It's got to be good yeah. for you. Oh. I can sell yeah. them on this." Yeah. Third, he's the guy who's working on a bigger shoe collection than any major hip hop artist out there, Mr. Jackson Bolzer. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I'm good. Uh, let's see, work, lunch. Yeah, I don't really have like a traditional. Um, I used to take hot pockets a lot. Those hot are pretty good. Um, there yeah. is only two temperatures for hot pockets: surface of the sun and too cold. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. It's, I remember those just from the McDonald's fruit pies. That's why yeah. the only reason why I know that. Yeah, it's funny because I typically like have the same, you know, meals throughout every single week. That doesn't really change that much. But I'm. It's interesting to start seeing like once the new year starts, seeing how coworkers are start to like instead of eating what they usually do. They switch to more of like a healthy alternative, mm-hmm. and then that'll probably just go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Time oh, goes yeah. on. It doesn't last. Yeah, they all tend to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of in that same boat. It's everybody. It's like that's the biggest like mistake that you can make in a new year is like set these goals that are just huge. And it's, yeah. No, set small, attainable. Check it off. Do the next. I love my wife to death, but she's she's that all or nothing kind of a yes. person. She's just like, yeah. that's it. We're not drinking until April. <laughs> and then Friday, she's like, get wine on the way home. <laughs> and then, and then it's like, really well, I already, yeah. I already broke one, so I'm yeah. going to do it next year. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, next tried. year, I'm serious about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, me, I'm the guy who likely is making promises he can't keep. There we go. Uh, I'm Pat Bulger. My favorite work lunch is 1,000%. My wife makes the best tuna fish sandwiches on the planet. Oh, you don't, you're don't? you not a tuna guy? Sam, you're not even a pescatarian? Like canned tuna? No, yeah. I'm not. Trader Joe's albacore canned tuna. Albacore is the secret. With, with, with mayo, mm-hmm. pickles, and red onions and a little squirt of mustard I think she does in it is the I best. I should bring in and an cheddar. article that cheddar will ruin that for Don't you. Don't you dare. <laughs> I have very little left. <laughs> and I do sun chips because I love sun chips and a, and a crunchy you, apple. Right now, pink lady apples mm. are the bomb right now. Honeycrisp. Pink ladies are, are crunchier than Honeycrisp. All right. right well, I will ask this. Do you have a lunchbox? You seem no, like being a teacher. I do. I have a, I have a, ref, I have yeah, refrigerated I lunch bag I have, that you put in the freezer and it makes it cold. Yeah. I have a hydro flask one. Yeah. Jackson yeah. got a hydro flask one for Christmas. Wow. This is next level. Never have I ever. You've Mine, never had a lunchbox? No. Well, probably when I was in elementary school. Wow. What do you put, what, like, what do you put your food in? My backpack. 
You just like put, put loose an extra food bag in there. You put loose food. That's that's psychotic behavior. <laughs> I have a 1969 um, <laughs> Wild Wild West lunchbox oh, I use every single day. Uh, laced with lead. <laughs> Probably is the paint on it still. It's, is. But the paint's worn off. It's, it is seriously a, a vintage wow. lunch barrel I still have from 1969. Yeah. It's got the old, you know, it's got uh, Adamus Gordon and, you know, the old Wild Wild West. You guys wouldn't know, but it was a. <laughs> It was an early like CIA. You don't remember Wild no, Wild West? I remember Wild Wild West. I'm gonna buy a lunchbox. Oh, wow! Look at Wild Wild West. I can't believe I'm that I, much older. I, I was but, just about to describe it as the map burning you at the beginning, but that's Bonanza, right? Yeah, that's Bonanza. Yeah. yeah. Wild Wild West. He, he was like a secret agent for for the U.S. government in, in the West period. Yeah. And he had all these cool gadgets. And Will stuff Smith and, and Kevin Klein kind of screwed that up. They did that. Yeah. They took it from the series. So. Yeah. So that's that's our lunches. Hey, um, so we'll catch everybody next week. <laughs> and uh, that was a good show. Hey, let's recap a little, shall we? Let's let's have some fun with New Year's Eve. Uh, you know, and it because it does affect our cycling lives. Yes. Let's talk about cycling and and our New Year's Eve. Who did something they regret? Me. <laughs> Sam, what did you do? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm like. I'm going to be in bed at 930, always asleep early, even New Year's Eve. You know, well, I mean, not always, but always on New Year's Eve. It's just not my thing. And I found myself in a real pickle. <laughs> I was solo drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I had my brother over with Was it intentional long. solo drinking? No. Or did you just look around and nobody else had a, had a glass? Well, it was intentional. Like, I'm going to have a drink tonight. Yeah. Like, you know, it sounds like a good time. I brought up yeah. a few things of bourbon. Apparently, my brother was still too hungover from the previous week of drinking <laughs> with in-laws that uh, for self-medication that he uh, he's like there's no way that that's making it into my body tonight so i was still drinking bourbon and i will just cut it short and admit i'm he didn't have a good night i had the spins which has have not happened since like college. And for those of you listening who are about to text into the show or to send send us a message and stuff like that, relax. <laughs> Sam's in control. One night he eats kale for God's sake, <laughs> and some kind of powdered milk thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. milk alternative. Yeah. yeah. And my wife, we wake up the next morning and I'm like, I don't think I can get out of bed. And she's like, What? What, what happened to you? And I'm like, It was the bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> um, never experienced that. How about you? I uh, spins? No, never. <laughs> What's crazy is like no, the quantity that I drank no. was not as, that much. As yeah. Sam, as you said, one leg off the bed on the ground, yes, just to, to ground yourself. Bed. Yeah, yeah. I'm push on it, trying yeah. to keep it from. Yeah. Wobbling. Oh <laughs> man, privileges of youth or the yeah. idiocy of youth. Um, I stayed up pretty late, but other than that, I was I was a pretty good boy. Pretty late? Mm-hmm. I made yeah. it till like almost one o'clock. That's mm-hmm. insane. That's that's good for me. Yeah. You guys just the text chain was lighting up. Well, that's Jack. You know what's hilarious too is you can tell how drunk Jack is because <laughs> there's like it's it's somewhat coherent, and then like by He's the end, typing it's like with his elbows. Oh my god! It's like yeah. there's yeah. periods in the middle of yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he dictates it, so then he's does he dictate speech. it? Yeah. yeah. It's like Siri's going, oh crap, and we'll just have to go back in his history and see what he's trying to say. (laughs) Go fishing and fenders. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You try to piece it together and it's like, I have no clue where he was going with this. No, I said I'm going on a bender. Yeah. 
<laughs> that I need some new fenders. Uh, did anybody do something new? No. For New Year's? No new. No, all old I went traditions. to bed before midnight, and I always make it to midnight. Yeah. This is the first year I went to bed early. I almost didn't. I almost made. I almost went to bed at 11, but then something happened. I think it was, honestly, the train wreck that is Miley Cyrus and, and then the other one. And I just I switched back between the two networks going, this is so bad, it's brilliant. <laughs> and then and then Duran Duran was going to come on, and I'm like, I gotta stay for Duran Duran. I did you make Duran it? Duran. I did. I made it. Yeah, made it. Made That's it incredible. Duran. There's no way I would have made it. They had two girls singing the backup of Wild Boys, but it sounded like the original song of Wild Boys, which mm-hmm. makes you know that they're lip syncing everything. So mm-hmm. it's just like Wild Boys, Wild Boys, Wild Boys. <laughs> like no. Uh-huh. No, it's not coming yeah, from you. Yeah. They're hoping you were intoxicated at that point. Well, I might go have right been. over your head. Yeah, Maybe a little. Yeah. Might have been. Um, any anybody broke a resolution yet? I didn't make one. You know? I, ne- I never. Well, made we one. made a couple on the show last week. I also didn't make one then. No, I think. I don't I think we good did. point. Yeah. You were here. Mine were also very attainable. Yeah, I just yeah. don't. I don't really make resolutions because really? I like the last year and I don't want it. Don't just, have to change my life. I don't, I I like, don't like the word <laughs> resolution. I like that. That is just like personal goals. Yeah, yeah, per, yeah. I just have like personal goals for the next year. Yeah, it's just self, you know, self improvement. Yeah, but it's not like, oh, I'm gonna do this, and you know, if I fail, then to hell with it. Yeah, it's not it. My wife and I are doing dry January, um, except Tuesdays. Uh, I won't participate. No, and you know what? It's, it's actually, uh, you know, I'm only th- what three days into it, and my whoop scores have gone. Through the roof. roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Through the roof. Your sleep quality goes up so much if you just don't drink. Yeah. That's all. But it's not worth it. It's the, it's the, it's the, the this is like going to be the, you know what WC Field says? What? Or maybe it might have been, um, I think that's who it Winston was. Churchill, maybe? Or? It might have been Winston Churchill. I feel sorry for people who don't drink because when they wake up, that's the best they're going to feel the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, how's the uh, the important question? How has training kicked off? Has any is, is do you guys officially kick it off, or are you just like, nah, I'm continuing on, or you're like, yeah, I'll start when I feel like it. Hi, Jackson. No, I've been doing it for the past yeah. three weeks now. How well, many days more week? than more than that, but um, like three. Have three? you hit 900 watts yet? 900, yes. God, you savage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that was just. He's that, like, oh, for more than 10 minutes, not yet, but that was uh. Yeah. That, but the, I had to scratch my balls, so I got out of the saddle. <laughs> <laughs> but God. that was for personal, just just personal motivation. So, oh my god! But yeah, it's yeah. it's been good. Two days riding, one day at the gym. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, so well rounded. Yeah, you guys, Paul and Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Indoor yeah. training, but yeah, yeah, still counts. Yeah, yeah. I've no. been doing two days. I mean, I do two different workouts on the same, like within. Do you do? Do you nice. split them? Like you'll do one in the morning and one at night? No, I actually I do. It depends on what I want to do. Like the those different courses on RGT, there's a flat course that like sprinting, mm-hmm. and I'll do, I'll do uh, like warm up for a lap, and then I'll they'll have like the leaderboard. Yep. And I learned that at four o'clock our time, because CET, that's mm-hmm. Central European time, it's midnight and they turn over. And so every, the boards get erased because I was in the top three. And the next thing I'm cruising through when I was in the top three of the sprint. And I looked and it's like, dude, 90 something. It's because I, was, I wasn't I was sprinting. I'm like, crap, I got to do this again. So, of course, I did it again. But <laughs> so- I do that. I do this flat section. And then I've been doing it's um, Pinza, Pinza, 
Pinza, uh, Pinza, whatever. But it's part of the uh, course of uh, Strada Bianca. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they have like two segments in it and, you know, some climbing. There's climbs, plenty of punchy climbs through there. Um, and I'll go back and forth like I started today on that one. And then I did that for an hour and then went back to the flat course, kind of got my legs lubricated and hooked on a group that was doing about, or for me, three watts per kilogram. And then I was doing my sprints and trying. Mm-hmm. They'd catch me because they, mm-hmm. those Are you bots, on a trainer or rollers? A trainer. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so then then I, it's like motor pacing, you hit these sprints, and then the same group is keeping that whole these bots are keeping the same and then i have to hook on and i'm like you know you're anaerobic and stuff and Mm -hmm. it's like motor pacing so i like it it sounds a lot like swift let's be honest can we be honest yeah but see here's here's the thing it's just not the mercury islands where you're seeing all the lights and glitters like you're riding through it like you're riding through a casino yeah yeah but here's the thing i like the shorter courses and and in my opinion you do see i'm the opposite i don't Uh like seeing the same thing over and over well it's that is even i don't even care about looking at it no to me it's like i'm looking at all the data for me to to ride and these courses are perfect for what i want to do yeah and especially because if you're doing intervals those circuits are perfect for that because you have segments that you can hit and then try and I have my best time still recorded and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I'll like I'll try and break these records or something on the segments. I gotta go stuff, back. So I gotta go back and do a little bit more. I've been getting four to five days a weekend, thanks to teammate guilt, because you guys I, I see you guys or you, you posted awesome. it and like I think it was it wasn't New Year's Day. Was it New Year's Day? Yeah, yes. Who Who's, who's, not, ridden? who's ridden today? Oh. And it was ghost. Everybody's quiet. Mm-hmm. And Paul posts a picture, screenshots of two rides. And I'm just like, oh, honey, I got to go ride. She's like, I thought you were riding today. I wasn't. <laughs> Paul did. She's like, you're obsessed. I'm like, tell me something I don't know. <laughs> Make me a tuna sandwich, please. <laughs> um, uh, so, and uh, I, I decided I'm going to... Uh, I did a race on Saturday, a mm-hmm. Swift race on Saturday. Um, longer distance race. Usually they're like nine miles or something like that. This one was not much longer. I mean, it was 18. But, uh, um, and and with some actual, you know, quote unquote climbing in it. So, um, I, you know, I, I, I think I got eighth or something like that in that, which is, you know, and I'm still racing C's. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I need something on at least one day a week where I'm doing that competitive nature. And and I think it'll help. So, um, but I I don't know about you guys. Um, I um, I planned my training through the beginning of April, like a, a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What the plan is now? I don't hundred percent stick to it, but I'm I'm kind of I've done the pre-programmed insert your name, your weight, your goals here, and it spits something out for mm-hmm. you. And I've decided I'm going to take a little bit of a different angle this year and see if I can use my old skills. Of, That's what, I, you know. yeah. I just switched to that too. Until I go, and I feel good about it. The nice thing about a different training one is that they give you like, hey, we recommend that you do this this day. So there's exactly. a few things yeah. that I'll do like, you know, oh yeah, no, that would be a better idea than what I had planned. Yeah, but like throw me something where I need to work on maximum aerobic power. Exactly. You know, I'll look up that category and I'll find a couple to do or something like mm-hmm. that. But yeah. Um, before we get to the happy part, Paul, could you tell us about your trip um, and when you're going and what you're doing? To hell with you. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. I'm leaving yeah. uh, comes a week one of the from F-bombs. today. Uh, I will be. <laughs> Uh, I will be down in Palm Desert with um, my bike and just me and my bike. My wife isn't coming, um, so I have plenty of time to train. Uh, the weather there <laughs> is no obligation. This section yeah. sponsored okay. by okay. GetMarried.com. Okay. 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 Yeah. But if that's the case, like I'm curious how you are, because if, if I have total freedom in a weekend and it's like, oh my God, I could do two back-to-back six-hour days. Well, uh, I contacted... Stu, who's down there, he's, he's, I think, 10 years older, 8, 10 years older than I am. Yeah. Um, and I've ridden with him since 1986. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's down there, and there's a group, uh, uh, Palm Desert Cycling Club. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, I thought they all play golf down there. No, there's, they have a, a big cycling club, and then they'll, they'll do 75-mile rides. Um, that would be they, better, because like, that's the thing is, I don't do six days if my wife's gone. <laughs> I'm just like, mm. Nah, or I just won't ride at all. So if you have like something to hold you accountable, oh yeah, well yeah. that was the whole purpose he of going down there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't need that. I He'll would, I would find out. Yeah. A, you know, I'd just go to a bike shop in the old days before we had all the the contacts yeah. and and the, all the wazdu stuff that the schlang doodles, wazdoodles, yeah, grabblers, yeah. yeah. and the wow. But you know, it, it's <laughs> it's desert, warm. It yeah. starts off like it's in the forties in the morning, and then it. Like sixty eight to seventy five, I think the day before Christmas was eighty. Yeah, so I'll be there till I'll probably ride that Wednesday, um, and then I'll ride that Tuesday. I go back on a Wednesday, so early in the morning. So I'll have probably seven days of riding. He's going to come back flying. I quit. Well, then it's going to go all to crap because yeah. then we're back here. But no, yeah, but, you'll but, have a but, good base. But no, mm-hmm. I'm thinking selfishly. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to go and get a seven-day bonus. And me, because I don't care about any of you guys. Me. <laughs> well, you're in similar categories here. I'm stuck here, mm-hmm. and, but I'm technically the slowest at the table here. Mm, well, not technically. Depends legally, the, realistically, 100% legally. Yeah. <laughs> And, and you guys are going to cut, you're going to get faster because you have time. And Paul's going on train camps. I'm going to suck. No. <laughs> we'll see. That's it. But I'm getting older, so I have to work Turn harder. Turn off the microphone. Oh. Show's over. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> oh, man. Um, is anybody committed to a race yet? No. No. What do you mean by that? Like, signed on the dotted line. No. Like, no. I mean, I. Like, for instance, I know I'm going to, like, what races I'm, I'll do. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. I have a f- very strong feeling I'm going to be there for the Wednesday night mountain bike races here yeah. locally. And then, you know, Thursday our, night throw downs. <clears throat> yep. Yep. All yep. those. And then, uh, I mean, our RC3 locally, but. Mm-hmm. Have you heard, has anybody heard about what that status of that race is? I, I no, but I'm really hoping it's to my knowledge. I have a, I have a WSB BA meeting this week. Oh, um, good. Uh, for those of you who, don't, who are listening going, huh? Washington State Bicycling Association, yours truly is now a board member. <laughs> Boy, they were hurting. Sucked you in. Mm-hmm. They were hurting, yeah. apparently. Yeah. You know, I'll take anybody. Yeah. Uh, and um, I, I, I do remember in the last meeting they talked about that, you know, the status is that it's still a go. So, Good. Good. You know, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, on the calendar, I looked at it like two days ago. Turtle Bloom, Walla Walla are for sure on the list. I think uh, Independent. Independence. Are we not following no. rules anymore? He said Tour de Bloom. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. 
<laughs> there it is. Um, it, yeah, and it, I. Oh. I don't see any series. I think Squim's on there. One Squim. Yeah, they're always going to be on there because the Audi Mercedes mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to our first topic for the evening, brought to us by our friends at Wahoo Fitness. Uh, first, the pure home for getting ready and getting faster: trainers, computers, monitors, and all the best tech outside of Tony Stark's basement. Nice. Super, superhero joke. Nobody got my reference. Yeah. Oh my God. Use the it. link at packfiller.com. Um, first topic of the evening. Paul brilliantly came up with this one. Um, and this is this is kind of based upon, I asked you guys if you'd signed up for anything. Are you willing to sign up for a road race, crit, gravel event, Fondo? Or are you more to pick one or over the other? And I think you said it easier. It's like in terms of, do you find it easier to sign up for non- you know, pin on your number. Competitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Events because there's less pressure or the atmosphere is more enjoyable. The access to the events. Let's be honest. There's more of the non-competitive events out there these days. Um, or what reason? Um, personally, I always find uh, the issue of road events being pretty much the same people at the same time at the same events as last year. You know, and that gets a little bit um, I, I, monotonous. I'm going to say it. Monotonous. You know, where you're seeing the same faces. And that gets a little um, tiresome after a while, and because because the road scene is has shrunk so much, our, but our mountain bike season is like that. Our our Wednesday night series, I find myself competing against the same guys with full suspension bikes and flat pedals riding away from me on technical stuff, and it gets a little like oh, okay, okay, you're going to beat me again because the course still has five rock gardens and I have clipping pedals and a hardtail bike and I'm not very good technically so I I, I just want it all to be about me apparently <laughs> um, talk to me about about what what why you're more apt to sign up for one over the other and you know is it is it a trend or is it something you're just kind of hey I want to do this for a while see I think it's really interesting that you mentioned that um, the road scene is monotonous because what I feel like is I feel like I, I very much feel the exact opposite because I think that Road racing in particular is so variable. Sure. Like so many different things can happen on a race that can change the outcome of it. Um, I mean, like for instance, last year when we were racing the RC3, I cramped at the finale. I was mm-hmm. in first, but if I wouldn't have cramped, I would have stayed there. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so I, 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 I find that the most interesting because in my opinion, I would definitely sign up for a crit first because I think those are just like, all out exciting. Yeah. Really? That's yeah. your that's highest on your pecking order. Really? Yeah. Okay. okay. I like the I like the quick like high energy high yeah. energy mm-hmm. and like maximum focus mm-hmm. are the things that I really enjoy about it. And then I would probably pick a road race second. Okay. And it I mean flashback to the podcast 2 years ago I probably wouldn't be saying that, but No way. Mm-hmm. I think the no. I think the high competitive nature of road racing is what really draws me in mm-hmm. personally. Wow, okay. Uh yeah no I would you sign up for everything you just don't I go. sign up for anything and I just like don't pay or don't show up yeah <laughs> but I'll support whatever yeah if you have something on me to support are these tax rights shoot us you, a text and all yeah. you exactly. get do- donation money yeah, I'll donate <laughs> it says team oh my gosh. ambassador yeah, cycling exactly. in all caps it's just like it's free advertising it's free advertising it's a tax write off yeah not there <laughs> don't know what the advertising's for yeah. Um, no, I've thought about this a lot. So, previously, I will always say Criterium as well. Okay. Short, sweet, to the point. And just like being with, uh, in front of the crowd in the one twos, 
Oh, man. Sure. It is the best. Like, I didn't really care for crits until I was a one-two, and it's like, you're the show. And it's usually towards nighttime and all that, and it's like... That is a fun experience. It is yeah. so yeah. much fun, and I do miss that. The last crit that I had was Derby Days, and it was a freaking blast. But also the last crit that I did, I was sitting top five going into the last lap. I pulled up the parachute and went to the back because I was like, I'm done because I'm like, I don't want to risk it. Really? I don't really? have that edge anymore, and that's why I'm like, I don't... I mean, I, I'll do some stuff, but I just don't really see myself doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have that, you know, killer instinct, which I used to have. Um, and so, yeah, I'm like more gravel. And I know yeah. that that's, that's lame in some ways because everybody's all, oh, yeah, gravel movement. I'm a privateer. Yeah, I'm yeah, a yeah, privateer. Yeah, 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 I got to grab my privateer stash again. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, like I think that gravel is just such a cool, it's what road racing was during Voldemort's era in the sense that Whoa. like. Yeah, like, so think about you get to start with all of these, you know, Peter Stetna and, like, Ian Boswell, these Grand Tour-level people that you're starting with, and it's a cool thing, even though, God, I'm never going to see them. They're gone in the first 10 minutes. But still, it's like Lachlan Morton, that whole crew shows up, and it's like, whoa, this is awesome. Yeah. It's just a fun experience, right? Um, And then you get to do whatever you can do that day. Yeah. Um, And I've always been somebody that's more motivated by my own personal drive as opposed to, like, what place I get. I could really care less as long as at the end I'm shelled. Okay. That's all I care about. So, like, a gravel race will do that for me. Um. Well, so gravel's you, one. Before you go, Paul, I mean, that gravel's one. What's, gravel's one. Okay, that's like the keep, one that keep, I would. You can keep going. Yeah. No, that's, that's it. I would just okay. say like gravel number one and Criterium is number two for okay. what I would sign up for. Um, I do have a a quick f- news flash mm-hmm. here in terms of of what's going on with the with the sport you love so much. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Unbound Gravel rolls out major changes for the 2023 edition. This is from our friends at Velo News for the first time since 2006. They're adopting changes to the mass start format, um, separating the elite and amateur fields at the start line of the 200-mile race. Now, that's the 200-miler. Mm-hmm. Um, additionally, to be considered for the elite cont- categories, riders will be thoroughly vetted by the Unbound event staff. And on top of that, I don't know if I have any type of a, uh, you know, uh, maybe just a, you know, just a, like, on top of that, everybody, guess what? Finally, at last, arrow bars will be prohibited from the elite men's and women's who make the cut. Good. So, for those of you at home probably screaming at your computers right now going, No! No! You guys are traditionalist poop heads! I'm like, no, (laughs) arrow bars are sketch and they look stupid. Unless you're in a time trial. In my personal opinion. But I am the same way you are. um, I'm so mentally unstable it's just, <laughs> I didn't realize how messed up I was until I started doing this show with you guys around me going, really? What's, what's wrong with you? Pat, and that's I, messed up. I just, out of nowhere, I snap at somebody. And you know, at other times, I'm feeling really sorry for myself. I go into a race, and I'm super psyched. And then I'm like going, no, you suck. <laughs> the emotional imbalance. The, 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 I'm, I'm a freaking loot Jackson. I'm sorry. Please be like your mother. Um, because I, I, I. 
I went into the really the only true crit I did this year thinking I was about to go full Daniel LaRusso and at the end of the race throw <laughs> my bike into a dumpster. I just the day before was the worst day I've ever had as a cyclist in a long time. I used to show up at races and be just like, Hey everybody, you're all gonna get at least second. Okay? That's the best you're gonna do. <laughs> and nowadays I'm just like on I hope I make it to the first feed zone. I, and I have had this metamorphosis, but it's not a good... It's like reverse. Here's the, here's the problem. You and I are the polar opposite. Yeah. You had success as a child. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I had success up until my you know early 20. Oh, my God. See? Right until the time my son was born. Yeah. Well, that'll happen. It was early 20s. <laughs> I didn't See? know it was early 20s. Well, no, it was uh, late. It was late 20s. Yeah. Whatever. It's yeah. all the same. But my point is, <laughs> all is right, I was, I was never a winner. And so for me, I'm great at getting whatever other <laughs> and place. So, and so that the crit I did this year, I was like, I'm going to suck. This isn't going to be good. I went with no expectations. Three laps in, I was going, I feel really good. When's the race going to get fast? I still feel really good when's the race going to get fast. Oh, I bumped a guy's tire in front of me, but I've been riding a bunch of gravel, so I feel fine bumping a guy's tire when everybody around me is going, Whoa! Hey! Ah! Ooh, ah! <laughs> That's what roadies do when you yeah, bump anything. It's just like, Oh my God, we're all going to die! It's like, No, dude, we're fine. I just, you know, whoop, little, you know, he stood out of the saddle in the middle of a corner. But anyway, and uh, that crit felt great. In fact, I finished that crit going, I. You know, who doesn't? But I could have gone a little faster. I wish mm-hmm. I would have attacked maybe once or twice. But it but it probably wasn't that fast of a race. See, there's the demon on my shoulder. It was a slow race, Pat. That's mm-hmm. the only reason I did well. So I'm really hesitant to sign up for those type of races because I'm worried about sucking. Yeah. A gravel race, I can go out and I can do it. And, Paul, you're going to laugh at me. But I can go out and I can do it. And like Sam, you were saying, I can race until the wheels come off, mm-hmm. almost literally, mm-hmm. um, and just shell myself and come across the line going, I I crushed this. I did, you know, I, I did Leadville in under 12 hours. I did this. I did that. I did the other thing. But is that enough? I don't know. And, Paul, you're going to tell me it's not enough. Well, I, I actually, when I came up with this topic, I was thinking about you. I heard somebody talking about gravel and Grand Fondos doing a lot, you know, big numbers and yeah. stuff and road cycling. I mean, there's a lot of people who could sign up and race and pin a number on. But why Why is it? It's it's still, it's the expense of a Grand Fondo or a gravel are huge. Mm-hmm. They're more than a road race. And I'm like, it's not a financial thing. So no. it has to be in an individual basis. Mm-hmm. And why is it that, that like, well, not so much anymore, but triathletes, you know, all these people, you would see people that didn't even, you think you shouldn't even run, you're going to blot a knee. Yeah. But they were doing it. Yeah. It's just that participation. I think road cycling has developed where it's not a participation, it's a judgment. And that's how you feel. It's like, it's- you know, I used to be here. And everybody surpassed me. Mm-hmm. And and my question to you then is that same drive that you, you can do a gravel race until the wheels come off. Mm-hmm. You could have done that same thing in the road race when you pulled out. But you I, could have chased the wheels had it, come off. No, no, no well, they, they had yeah. come off. It, I was, it was more up here. Oh, because, it was a thousand percent. Because I can guarantee yeah. you when we trained on, on, on that course. Yeah. They never came off, and I didn't go any harder than I did in that race. You chose to step off, yeah. and that's my opinion. You chose to step off, 
And so you're a little... it's just a matter of the mindset. <laughs> because here's the thing. Yeah. When it, in a, we talked about cyclocross, I'm going to bring it back to the cyclocross at uh, uh, Deegum, mm-hmm. that, that one race. All three guys, the, the big three, kept saying, I was done. And then all of a sudden something happens. And then they were there. And Watt was w- willing to give up. And the next thing you know, somebody falters. And you, you can't, in a bike race, you can't stop trying. And I think, I don't know why that, that environment of bike racing is like, oh, I look like a clown or I'm going to get pulled. or mm-hmm. and, and you don't have that. Like in a Grand Fondo, it's like you're trying to stay with that front group and you get popped. You're like, oh, well, hey, I'll just hang out with this There's guy. A safety net. You don't, yeah. There is a safety net. You're right. Yeah, and yeah. then, and it's all about, I think, how fragile we are yeah. as individuals when you hop on a bike. Because you can say me. You can no, say I, me. I think it's okay. there's, as well, we I are. think there's huge, Pat. all Pat. of us. <laughs> I think, think there's a huge crowd. That's why the numbers in gravel and Grand Fondos and, and mountain bike used to be that way. Yeah. And I'll tell you the short little story that, um, one of the Three cor- hours later. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Yeah. Um, so this guy ended up, I worked with at Voltric, his brother owned the shop. But I, this is before I started working at Voltric. Uh, he came in and I sold him a mountain bike. And it was a giant iguana, which was like entry-level mountain bike. And he did the WIM series and he loved it. And he mm-hmm. goes, why? It's awesome. And then the next year when he did it, he's doing the downhill back before suspension was a big deal. Sure. Mm-hmm. And this guy in the beginner level turns around and he goes, you're going to go down that thing with that? Good luck. And that shattered him. Yeah. And he's like, screw this, this attitude. It, it was all this all for one. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was all about the winning. And that's, I think, the difference between gravel. People are going, oh, well, I didn't go as far as I thought or I hung like 20 minutes with the league group. I got beer at the end of the, the yeah. show here. Yeah. and. We're good. But Cyclists are such pricks. Well, I think oh, it, yeah. I think it doesn't matter what sport it is, and you can probably yep. soccer's yeah, the same thing. Yep. You start getting to elite level, you push to that level. It's serious <laughs> stuff. Like yeah, it's really serious. Yeah, they're like when you get to a specific level when it comes to soccer, they don't care mm-hmm. about you anymore. They just care about can you play for my team well? Yeah. Oh, you have emotions. Nobody cares. Yeah. yeah. And teammates. Uh, teammates don't care about you either. Yeah. As long as you're the one getting the next contract, that's all that matters. Wow. And same with in baseball. There's a local guy who used to pitch here at Gonzaga University. He's about my age. And when he played in high school, he, he was, it was like a team. But when he was pitching in college, when you were above somebody, somebody behind you wished you had a bad game so they could get in and get above you. Yeah. And that's just the nature of competitiveness. That's sport. Yeah, it is sport. Right? Um, talk to me about the variety, though. Um, is it, I mean, I, I know Jackson's got a little variety in him. Paul's, you know, died in the wool. Rody over here. Sam, you and I are kind of playing a little of the field. Jackson will probably maybe break out his gravel bike. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but the variety of events. For example, I was thinking to myself, there are some, some gravel events I did last year that I'm like, no. I don't want to do that one again. I, I did that one last year. I know what the course is like. I don't want to be, I don't want to have to do that climbing without, especially when I know it's there. <laughs> yeah. Like that course was brutal. I don't need to do it again, you know, and I just like to split it up. How amazing would it be in the road calendar if we had that option? We don't, unless you really hop into the old family truckster and start moving around. Yeah. 
I mean, wouldn't that be a man? Yeah. You'd have to travel long distances. Man. Yeah. Back in the day, it was like, oh, that's not tailored towards me. I'm not doing that that yeah. weekend. Ba- Baker City. I'm, I'm thinking about that. But oh, I, yeah. from what I understand, uh, for those who don't know that, that's one of our, our regional stage races. It's like, a big one. Yeah. Gets a lot of people. Canadians. It, is and, it still yeah. happening? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it wants to be a part of we have Tour a, de Bloom. Tour of Walla Walla. Yeah. And so it's a stage race like your points doing it. Yeah. They, although it's not in the state of Washington. But. And it's three stages. It's a Friday, four. Saturday, Sunday. Four, four stages. Mm. And the final stage is a big mountain climb. So, Huge. right. And that's is what I was for, like. For everybody or is it just the upper categories? No, it's like, it, it, all categories. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so is anybody trying to think of, of mixing it up or, you know, Paul, you mentioned that you're, you know, you've got your road events on the calendar. That's what you're sticking with here. Here. This is how it's always been. This is how it shall be. Yep. You're the Mandalorian of this site. Of this, <laughs> you're such a this is the way. This is the way. This is the yeah. way. Yeah. Sam? Oh, I'm going to do it all. I, mm, well, I will not do a 24 hour mountain bike race. Why not? It's broken I, me I, too I, many I, I, times. The promoter's a great guy. Done me wrong. Yeah. Every time it's like, this is such a cool event, which it is a very cool event. I will be there this year for sure. Not as just bachelor not, party boy. Not a bachelor party boy. Oh no, not this year. Um, but no, I, I just don't want to do mountain bike. Yeah. It's just not my scene. And why? I think that I, I maybe could get into it if I had the right equipment. But my back is so jacked up sure. that every time I ride mountain bikes, my back is like, it's just not worth it. Whereas gravel, I'm okay. But even gravel, I have to be careful. If mm-hmm. like, if I'm gonna do a gravel event, I'm gonna train mostly road. And do a some gravel and then just expect that I'm going to be extra sore after that gravel event. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you can't train, you know, yeah. on the off road for that yeah. for me with my back. Um, so that's mostly why for mountain biking, yeah. but okay. I'll mix everything else in. Um, let me let me do another segue. This is what I'm doing. I'm, 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 I'm segueing our show here um, about preparation. Classic Greg Mon book from the 80s stated the official training starts on January 1st. He always said that. Hey, there's a grid for his training schedule. And it had like newbie, amateur, and professional. And like the hours. Oh my God, I got to show you guys the Greg Mon book. The hours he would say putting in for the professional. Mm-hmm. Just like junk miles. And we all know that might be a bit off as the sport has evolved. And we can all agree that things need to get started. At which intensity depends upon your goals of the season. But I want to talk to you guys about the things about getting ready. And yes, I've talked about, you know, I ask at the beginning of the show, have you started training? Are you underway? But there are a lot of things to um, to, to kind of make it happen. So um, do you guys map out things? Do you do it by feel or do you just kind of play it by both? Is it a... You know, for example, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm a theater director. I know some theater directors who have the entire days from audition to opening night. Every single night is planned out. Every single thing. We are doing this, this day, this, this day, this, this day. I make it up once a week. I, I look at Sundays. I'm going, where are we? And I adjust as I go. And I make a week ahead. I know some people who are just like going, show up for the four hours or three hours of rehearsal every day, and I'm going to make it up as we go because I see things I want to work on. How do you guys approach your training? Is it is it is it all in one? Is it kind of made good, or is it I'm making it up as I go? I, um, I think I personally like to kind of make it up as I go a little bit. Do you? Um, I mean, I have that three-day-a-week thing 
pretty planned out. Um, but I like to switch things up. You know, um, it depends. Some days, like Mondays, for instance, I'll probably be my gym days because Mondays are just I'm too tired to actually give full effort for a ride. Sure. Um, but then Wednesdays and Fridays or Thursdays or Saturdays or whatever the day is, um, one of those days I'll pick like a specific Zwift workout so I can actually get like a structured intensity in there. Um, and then the other one I'll kind of just like pick a ride, you know, yeah. um, just so I can get a bit of a base mile in, but also um, if I want to add sprints in there, if I want to add hard effort climbs, I can do that. How how long are you planning to do three days a week? Are, is there a time when you're going to bump that up? Well, what I'll probably begin to do is instead of three days a week and one of them being a gym day, after a while, it'll what I did last year. And I mean, once again, not to my own horn here, but yeah. it seemed it worked pretty well. Yeah. After a but while, you are striving for an upgrade too. So I mean, yeah, you know, that's yeah. So I'm I'm not I'm, no, I'm not being yeah. like, advocate. But what yeah. I was gonna say is, um, I'll probably lower my gym frequencies and begin to just focus very hard okay. on riding, and okay. that that seems to get a good fitness base. And once I was talking about this the other day, once outside riding begins to take over, that's when I consider training actually have begun. Oh, okay, because right now God, I'm I in. I could do that. <laughs> I can't. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But right now being inside, it's like I'm hitting numbers that I know are so different outside. Yeah. It's just controlling the bike is, is a whole other effort. Wind is a whole other effort. I usually hit higher numbers when I'm outside. It's just, yeah. it's a whole different thing that like I'm, this is really just to keep a fitness base. And then once outside time sure. starts, it's like, that's when I can really, mm-hmm. hit the I peak. can't physically do that. Paula, we can't do that at our age. No, I, yeah. I have to stay on top of it. But, yeah. but it, like Jackson though, um, I know that this is just maintenance, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. That's all it is, right. it, it, as opposed to the what's the opposite? Keeping the wheels on the yeah, wagon, just sitting yeah. down and <laughs> watching, you know, junk TV or yeah. something. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, for me personally, it, you know, I know that now I have to pick up. My weaknesses are recovery as I get older. I have to really kind of focus on that and then rest, as opposed to before I could do intensity, intensity. Like, mm-hmm. you know, one after another, and I could recover pretty fast. That's not an option for me. So, you know, trying to get down and do more endurance, not a tremendous amount, but, and then even staying off the bike a little bit just to recover. Yeah. Um, is, is vital. And, and that never was a problem before, but it is. Yeah. Otherwise, I run myself to the ground. I've learned that in the last couple of years. What kind of signals do you get when you're going too hard? I mean, you, you did mention you wanted to do five days of training mm-hmm. a week the whole year yeah. long. I mean, how much of that is zone one, zone two? Well, you know, that all depends. Uh, certainly, when it's a group ride, probably not. Um, I can I can tailor that down a lot easier when you ride by yourself. Yeah. You've so, never done can, zone one, zone two on a ride I've been on. No, no. I've never if witnessed it. No. <laughs> I don't think I hit zone two. If I have, I went blind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't do zone two very well, but yeah. I, I can, well, <laughs> you know, by nice. myself. So you're saying you don't so, play nice with others. No, I don't. Saying. But, okay. you know, that's why we we're, we're, we want to bash each other's heads yeah. in. That's that's the fun part it of the whole thing. So. And I'm not going to say, sorry, guys, go ahead. Uh, I, I'm in zone two today. Yeah, that sounds yeah, like yeah. shit cyclists say. You know, yeah. I'd stay with you, but I was in zone two today. Right. What's your, uh, what, um, this time of year, between now and April, for example, Sam, what's your longest ride you're going to do? 
now and let's go now in March. Now in March, your longest endurance stretch. Well, in Maui, in March I'll be in Maui. So what do you? Well, I mean, what's your? So when I'm there, I'll be it'll sixty miles. That's the West Maui loop. Um, and I would say it's like a little over three if you're kind yeah, of, if you're and it's because it's good. pretty hilly. Yeah, but I was doing oh, so a lot of right. thinking about that today, like just with you know time constraints and all that. And it's man, I'm in such a better headspace doing shorter rides and focusing on recovery, just hit like high intensity and then recover. You know, as opposed yeah. to being like, oh, I need to get in a sixty mile ride because we're going to be doing ninety miles. It's like, well. Yeah, but if you're doing 90 miles with the guys, you're drafting for sure 60 of those, right? That's what I'm saying. That's, <laughs> I, I know. And so I've totally changed it up, and I'm a big fan of shorter days and sure. less stress on the system. Um, and, yeah, let your let your body recover and, and reap the rewards from the hard workouts, yeah. right? I'm no mile head like the guys I had on about a couple of months ago, but um, – I have found that my system is very diesel-like these days, and if the ride keeps going and keeps going and keeps going, I start getting better and better as the ride goes. I am not turning into an ultra-endurance cyclist, though. There's no way. But I would say to this, too, it's like something that I've been focusing on. I'm really uncomfortable being at, like, let's say 450 watts. Mm -hmm. Like, the screws start to come out after, like, Mm, a minute there right yeah and but like tell me to sit at 250 watts i'll do that for hours all day yeah 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 yeah. and so it's one of those things like i'm a lot like you so we don't need to work on that system in my eyes like physiologically we have that what we need to work on is those short intensities so i think you're going to make more gains if you I need that, the right? maximum endurance power, the five minute power is, is my yeah. biggest thing. You know, trying to hang on Paul. Because most of the most of the hills here too, unless yeah. we're going to Mount Can, is gonna be right. the five yeah. minute power. Yeah. Well and then because of your age, you gotta take that into granted I mean in, in consideration that there's a book called Fit After Fifty. Yeah. And they, they've done these studies and stuff that like marathon runners and stuff. It's really easy at our age just to do endurance and what you're talking about. You actually can because you've been doing sure. this for a long time. Yeah. You need to buck that. Yeah. And and you need, if you do interval and speed Hit. work, things will totally change. Mm-hmm. And and not it, it won't take away your distance and your ability, but that comes natural with our age. It does. I mean, yeah. it really does. And yeah. so it's easy to slip in and be complacent with, hey, this is my gig. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to perform, you got to get in that uncomfortable area, and recover. What if I want that gig? <laughs> I like comfort. Yeah, yeah. I like my happy pillows. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I talk to me about. I mean, these are these are about taking you know taking stock and making changes and making things ready to go because this is our time of year when we're going okay. You know, be your first race in March. Be your first race in June. Um, what do I need to take stock into and, and, and make sure is ready to rock before the year? So I want to talk to you guys about wellness, physical wellness. Um, for example, I had a session with Sam last night, and today was in a 100%. I've talked about my shoulders on this show. Today was the first day I've been able to put my hands Look over my head. posture right now. Well, I'm to- totally paranoid about it now. <laughs> I am walking around like a like preteen a girl is. with a training bra. I'm like... <laughs> I'm just like the Mom's little baby love so, so up here. I'm just terrible, but uh, but I can do this for the first time in a long time. It's amazing, and and I I didn't go down going. 
which is what we all do. So, I mean, I'm talking about areas of physical wellness. Paul, it's been it's been documented on this show about your hamstring issues. Um, Jackson, you've got a knee issue. Uh, Sam, you're probably fine because you just like can work on yourself all day. Oh, yeah, you're back. back. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, <laughs> what are the steps to make sure those things are good? For for example, I spent time with you yesterday, and and while I was while you were you know manipulating my shoulder into ways that I never thought could go, I was thinking to myself. This is ridiculous. Not not the process, but this is ridiculous that as a cyclist, I I we tend to associate we tend to adapt to pain. We're used to a specific amount of pain daily. And so when we get these small issues, I keep thinking of Voldemort with his cancer. I mean, he was thinking this is bad, but it's not that bad. It's just something's weird. It'll mm-hmm. go away. And I've been dealing with these shoulder issues for five, six, seven years now. God. And I just, it's been getting progressively worse, but slowly worse that you don't know it. It's like when you when you grow older in the mirror, you don't see it. I still look like I did when I was 21. And then you see a picture of your 21, you're like, Jesus, how does my <laughs> wife still sleep with me? <laughs> um, but but you, don't, you don't notice those things. And until you get to the point where there's something like, I can't. You know, I come home from a ride and I can't lift my bike into the studio to get it into this room. And I'm going, wait a minute, something's wrong. And it wasn't my air pressure. Don't give me shit about that. <laughs> but, but what are the, you know, when, as cyclists, we ignore pain. That's our job. That's what we do when we're on the bike. We push it out of the way. Mm-hmm. At what point do you get to the point where you realize, and this is the time to do it, I got to get this shit fixed. Is anybody making those steps, or are you guys just still a river in Egypt? Well, what I usually do, <laughs> denial. And um, <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, what Sam and I were talking about before this, before we even went on, was um, I have a knee issue, and I recently um, got some new shoes for Christmas, um, and immediately I noticed that I had some sort of knee pain. It for me, it doesn't require a lot. I like to jump on. Jackson, it. you made those shoes? Oh, zero. And this is not of the fault of Giro no. whatsoever. No, this is it's a cleat placement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's been what three, four years yeah, since I've like even that. gotten any yeah. sort of fit. Yeah. So things have changed, you know. Um, and for me with this knee, I mean, you guys, you and Paul, Dad, have seen that um, on a ride. If any sort of pain begins to start, I back off. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so I'm somebody who likes to get on it quickly, just because I know that later down the line, if I don't. It'll be way worse. Yeah, and but my question is 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 in terms of that you're in your twenties. That shouldn't be an ongoing injury. You did not have something where a car drove over your knees. Right. I, mm-hmm. Nobody can prove it. But, um, <laughs> but but this shouldn't be a ongoing injury mm-hmm. unless you know it's it's from years of soccer abuse or something like that. But and it very well could be. I but mean, don't you think that maybe there's a time and a way in which to remedy this forever or at least until you're our age? And well, the tough thing is though, it's do I go to a doctor and possibly require surgery on a specific area of my body yeah. or do I just look for other ways to fix it? For instance, this is an injury that pops up bi-yearly like it doesn't really come up that often um but when if if and when it does that's something that i like to be on very quickly yeah and i mean at 23 i don't know if i want to go under the knife 
so Wouldn't quickly. It, but, but the, yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I think. Yeah, and that's one of the things I'm leaning toward is you know. But what if that flared up? How bummed would you be if it flared up at stage two of, of a stage race that you were leading? And that's why I hop on it quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I begin to feel it on a training ride, I immediately can fix that problem to know that if I'm going to a race, I'm not going to feel that. That's what I okay. have done on all of big rides. When we went to BWR, I yeah. made sure that everything was in the right place. So a hundred and some miles in, I didn't feel some sort of knee pain and okay. I never did. Okay. So you guys talk to me about, you know, Sam, you're probably ongoing with this kind of stuff. You've got a more probably, you know, I have to be honest. Like, I think it's just like, or is it like a bike owner who's got no bikes? Teeth, yeah. You know? yeah. It's like yeah. things like that. <laughs> and so it's, like man i've had back issues for years and it wasn't until this last fall that i was like i had another flare-up like where it was god no it was the t- it was the time trial mm-hmm. i had to miss a race which donated money to I donated you. money yeah, to yeah. because i was just <laughs> i was like having a hard time turning pedals yeah and so i was like this is stupid i am 31 and i'm like unable to race a bike on some random weekend because my back hurts? Yeah. That's stupid. Honestly, most of these things, and there's a lot of exceptions out there, are easily remedied. And that's like your shoulders, right? So for me, it was like I finally made the the jump at that, and I've been now been doing all of my exercises, and I'm way stronger than I was last year, which I'm excited to see how that rolls over to actually riding outside next year. Sure. Because I have had no upper body for... I don't know, the foreseeable past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I became a roadie, look like T Rex out there. Yeah. And, uh, and, it's and it's like, we're terrible about that. Totally. Cause we just like put it off. Oh, you know what? I'm going to do it next year. Yeah. And it's, it's the same thing. I'm going to deal with my bike work next year. And then something fails and it's like, uh oh. Yeah. You know, oh, it's my, the same, same my, thing. My core sucks, bro. I really got to work on it. I'll do it in the winter. But I'm going to do a 90 miler today or yeah. something like that, which is nothing. You yeah. know, it doesn't engage. And, you know, then you see a video, you know, back in the day with Peter Peter Sagan, you know, who's, who's doing the splits and his nose, he's leaning forward and his nose is like an inch off the ground. He's yeah. Like, oh, Chinese. Man, that's why is that how it's supposed yeah. to be? Maybe that's why. See, fast. and that's why I focus huh. on some sort of gym time. I mean, yeah. I'm not, I'm no, not, no. I'm not getting yeah. splits all the way to the ground like yeah. Peter Sagan, but I like to work on it a little at least. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like, but now is the time to do that. Like, truly, in the winter, and I started it in the fall, like heavily. But in the winter is man a perfect time to yeah. be doing all those gains and get yourself ready for when you step out into the spring. So you don't have like what most commonly we have like spring knees when we get to cycling, and it's like your knees kind of hurt because you're cranking on the pedals yeah. and starting to do more miles. Yeah, mine or sound s- like a grapple saddle robot. sores. Oh. oh, they only happen in the spring. But then once I wear in my ass, then I'm fine. <laughs> oh, that's a thing? I'll no. tell you from last year's experience, they do not, people. That does yeah. not. You find not a good a chamois cream now. Yes. Yeah. So let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. I, I usually don't put it on before chamois, anything over saddle. like a two-hour oh, ride. But yeah. 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 Paul, talk to me about physical tweaks. Well, yeah, I, I know my shortcomings in the places I need to work on, and I've expressed express it quite a few times sure. here. But I think the hard part for me is implementing those, making that change to do those things because it's not fun. Cycling's fun for me. Yeah. And that's that's, that's, that's the hardest the hard, part. Yeah. It's like it's taken away from my writing time. But also some of it is financially. There's, you know, when you go to a PT, and, mm-hmm. which yeah. I should. Sure. 
But uh, a friend of mine, Jake, who's in yeah. town that you know, he's a great guy, he, great mountain biker and everything. Plug him. Jake McBurns, Jake McBurns, yeah, McBurns, great yeah, guy. Great guy. He's a rolfer. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he said, you know, the amazing thing about cyclists are they're willing to dump $100 <laughs> for the stupidest yeah. things, but yeah. they won't go in and get their body worked on for $100. Yeah. He goes, that's the motor. It's not the bike, yeah. you know. It, it cracks it's me up. It cracks me up all the time. I'm We're like, such oh, idiots. yeah, I know. It's like you know, I'll have somebody come in for a bike fit, and I, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> Last week, I'm like, this is a nice bike. He goes, yeah. I had to drop a pretty penny for it. I'm like, oh, you had it. And he goes, oh, two years. I'm like, this guy had been riding on yeah. his bike in the most atrocious form <laughs> for two years, and I'm like. Why didn't you come in like a year ago to get your bike fit? And he goes, "Is it a Pinarello? Was he, <laughs> was he, was he a dentist? A dentist? Was he a dentist? Not, not going there. Accountant? <laughs> and I'm just like, cardiologist. <laughs> it's like that is amazing what cyclists will put up with, and yeah. like you know, it's the cost of anything. Yeah, you know, they just are not willing to help their own bodies, but they're willing to dump money into. Yeah. Well, it, it's it comes down, and I'll take it into my trade. That when people are willing to spend tons of money on a custom house, when you say that you need outlets at this point, well, how much does that cost? Because outlets are necessary, yeah. but there there's no show. And it's just a plate and an yeah. outlet, but you yep. need those. Yep. And no one wants to look at them. Yeah. Until and, you're and, running extension cords yeah. and power. And, and they're power like, hubs. there should be an outlet here. But th- yeah. it's all about the glamour and glitz, and that's just humanity. And it doesn't even happen in our sport. But yeah. I think... We all want people to see what we spent our money on. But like, but the cool thing is when you got these people who come up with trashy bikes that are in position, and they clean the clock out of these yes. people, mm-hmm. and they—that's actually the motor is the important thing. And and that's a just and I don't abide by that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what cracks me up. It's like I mean, bike fits like and and yes, I am plugging my own thing here, but it's really not that expensive in comparison to like how yeah. much you'll drop on a bike or new mm-hmm. shoes. It's Oh a, yeah. It's yeah. a third of the price of like a decent <laughs> pair of new shoes. Isn't that right? crazy? Yeah. Well, and I think one thing that's also super interesting is that that's how cycling media wise kind of portrays itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess like and this and this is not at all bashing GCN whatsoever, but because they do kind of play both sides of it all. But I want anyone in this room to name me one video made by GCN that is about fixing your body. Mm-hmm. They they had a, they had they, they do have, have some yeah yeah but yes. it's it's kind of hidden. You have to go deep into yeah. like they have like workouts first for stretching and that type of thing. But yeah. it's on it's on Wahoo. Yeah. You can get all that stuff on, yeah. on Wahoo and, and GCN stuff. But the thing is, there I mean there are those videos. Like I said, it's, this is not at all meant to look for that. Front. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are quite a bit on how to improve your bike. But then one of their presenters, James Losley William, will come out just hammered. Like uh-huh. he not like drunk, but just like so, like super That's this fit. show. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's this show. And you'll and you'll be probably think looking at him going how do I get to look like that? Yeah. Yeah. But stay th- in your lane, GCN. <laughs> We're the drinkers. <laughs> but it's just, it down. I think it's a really interesting way of how, yeah. I mean, it goes back to it. Cycling's built on money, just like every other sport. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm blown away at the fact that like, you know, how cool does your Pinarello, sorry, not a Pinarello. Colnago. You can say BMC. There's BMC. two of us in here. How does, how cool does your bike look when you're just, 
in awful form on top of it. We've all seen those riders ride by and it's like, you don't notice how cool that bike is. You notice how yeah. awful that, you know, like yeah. rider looks. It's like, fix your potty, bro. Yeah. And you don't, I've, I've got a PT. Will, I'm not at the point ever where I will con- comment on somebody's positions like your saddle's too low or something like that. Right. Cause mm-hmm. that is just the biggest step into douchebaggery of, of all time. Well, oh, I do that all the time. That's a right. Well, well, that's I do that all the time. I'll go to somebody. Job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll go to somebody and I'll be like, lower your saddle at yeah. least two centimeters. Because yeah. you have, that's what you, you have do. Credentials. Yeah. And then you okay. hand okay. them a business okay. card. Okay. Yeah. You just yeah. go, and by the way, here's my card, <laughs> you know, but I also think though, that that's a right of like, not, this is probably going to be the oldest thing I say, but like, <laughs> but I feel like that's a rite of passage in the community of cycling. You have to figure out yeah, yourself absolutely. what's wrong with mm-hmm. your fit yeah, mm-hmm. and then go to the right places. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of going off topic, but do you think we've become a culture of people who are so sensitive to critique that they are, they won't ask for assistance? Absolutely. You have to know everything. Don't and tell if you me. Don't, it's don't a, tell it's me. A I'm going to quit. I, yeah. You t- you gave me advice without without solicitation, so I'm going to quit. I mean, I, I, there, I, I think there's mean. both sides of it, mind you. What I also think, though, is God, super... I sound in- like Trump. <laughs> what I also think is super interesting about <laughs> cycling, though, is... And this is what I found through my own experience, is that cycling is definitely about the people that you know. Because mm-hmm. sure. it is... Oh, my God. It is an expensive sport. Mm-hmm. And, fi- and kind of finding those ways about figuring out the different kind of pricings and things yeah. like that. It's it's definitely one of those things. I mean, for instance, I would never have gotten a bike fit mm-hmm. if I did totally. not know you. Yeah. Totally. totally. So it's like, I yep. think that's an interesting part of the sport. Yeah. But Paul, you had something? Well, I was just thinking, you know, on that is that like this, this podcast is kind of a source that people will come to you. And I've had it for years. I've worked at a bike shop and I've been around mm-hmm. riding bikes people ask me for advice yeah. and then mm-hmm. I can give it to them as opposed to like, Hey, your, your position's all fucked. Yeah. You know, yeah, that type yeah, of right. thing. And that, if somebody comes to you, that's a different thing. Say, Hey, listen. And now we have a source. I mean, when I did bike fits, when I was in the bike shop in 89, we just had the fit kit yeah, yeah. where you yeah. adjust a cleat and you had two rods and yep. you're floating. Yeah. And, and you did the whole, I mean, it's so more Plum advanced. Plumb off the knee. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some yeah. of those rules you still, still abide by. They still apply. Yeah. yeah. I, and I sent, sense. sent Sam, this guy, down on, which I like this this uh, YouTube channel. It's NorCal, and there's a NorCal mm-hmm. 2, and it's this guy who was, oh, yeah. worked on the camera, behind the camera, and he was a baseball. He played baseball in college, and he got up to 250 pounds, and he's behind the camera. And Jeff, who owns NorCal, that whole deal... It's like we're doing a couch to crit thing, yeah. And and that series has started, and it's pretty good. But he goes to get fitted because Jeff, being a season, and he's a very good cat, cat one, and races national on the national crit level. He rides for Mike Bites. Put him in this position, and then they went to this guy, who Sam. I said, "Have you seen this guy?" <laughs> and he's a fitter down in, in Northern California. Yep. And Sam actually knows the guy personally. Yeah. <laughs> And, oh. and it's like, and, and some of the rule, things that he went through is like, that's what I did when I did bike fits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing is like, they just kind of like raised things generally and not massively yeah. jack people back. Yeah. But yeah. It's a slow But there's, process. there's way yeah. better equipment than what I had. Back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. And I had no schooling and here's somebody who, yeah. the, the resources are there 
I think if we, we can help people, they'll more likely stay with cycling yeah. and, and like it if they're in a good position. Mm-hmm. So let me take you guys to the next phase of preparation for this season, the mental element. I mean, <laughs> this is my wheelhouse. But... Um, <laughs> But but um, this is me you know, at three a.m. Yeah, <laughs> Bing. yeah, I'm awake. With a couple of drinks. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the mental wellness element of the sport, which I think it's overlooked. It's you know we talk about this toughness and things like that, and ways to conquer the sport. Um, I know that uh, my old friend David McQuillan with the Sufferfest in Wahoo does a, a mm-hmm. mental training mm-hmm. thing, and I I haven't done it yet, and I. I probably should be the poster child for doing it but um well you you think it's gonna be pandora's box yeah like, ah, it's just gonna, it's just gonna <laughs> be, everything's gonna escape <laughs> ah, the demons are out. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like the mummy you know oh don't gosh. say the word uh, but uh <laughs> by the way nobody comes up to me and talks to me about the podcast maybe it's just because they're terrified of the fact that i might snap it see anymore. that's so interesting i was saying the other day that people came up to me and did it too about the show, yeah. Nobody and I had me. people text me last week. Nobody talked. I'll, t- I'll tell you why. That's hilarious. Because I, I, he knows me. I'm on the show. I've known him for over 30 years. And I see him at at Super One. He's trying to dodge me. He's like, Oh God, it's Paul. He's taking his cart. It's like a full. I think he just pumped out like 900 watts behind yeah. that thing. His <laughs> cart going. Oh shit! Oh shit! I have to talk. <laughs> that was a character. That was a total, total like introvert. But yeah. t- <laughs> anyways, you were asking a question. Talk to me about the mental wellness things. Are there things that you guys are? Is there is there a process? Is there even a thought given to it? Are you guys just oh like, no, I'm good. I mean, I'm going to just keep being me, and I'm going to just keep racing my bike the way I race my bike. Um, I will. I mean, to, to, I don't want to sound like the overtly lunatic in the room, <laughs> but but I have gone from when I started cycling, everything. I was young. I was a bigger kid. You know, it's terms of size and strength. And so early on, cycling came naturally to me and I did well. And then as I progressed, as I kept training harder and harder and harder, I progressed through the sport. I was, I was, you know, Olympic training center. I was, I was racing cat twos and stuff like that at a, at a very competitive level. And so, um, it never occurred to me that, that it was you know i never had that down i i did have i did have a bout with epstein bar in in my junior my 17 18 year old years but then i came home from the training center i trained really hard i worked with a doctor and i got totally psyched up and i was flying at the 88 olympics uh, olympic trials uh, uh selection and um and then um you know, life came in. I went to college. I, I row. I was on the rowing team, things like that. Still a great rowing career. Everything went really well. And then I stopped for a while. And then I came back to then cycling. Jackson happened. No, yeah, yeah, it was even before Jackson. I, <laughs> yeah, came, back, I came back. I came back to cycling, and um, I, 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 you know, and that mental shock of not being at the arrowhead of the peloton was a eye-opening experience and it happened again and again and again to the point where now i have taught myself i named my fucking show after after being inadequate the middle not i don't need the the group the mass the 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 Mm -hmm. stories within the field right and so i'm constantly dealing with that mental hurdle Mm -hmm. and trying to understand that it's okay to think of yourself as a person who could who could do well in these events am i the only one wrestling with these demons no 
Jackson's nodding. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's. And I you wonder know, if the people at home or who are listening to this show right now are dealing with those demons. It, it, it's mm-hmm. easy, and I think it's an individual thing. Uh, I had a block from '89 to like '93 where things just didn't go right. Sure, I was like the uh, Garant Thomas. I was hitting the pavement in 89 like so many times. And some of them was my fault. But it's just like, this is just weird. Yeah. And to the point where I worked at this bike shop and my boss is like, mm, you know, you're scabbed up. It doesn't help, you know, from race crashing. doesn't yeah. help business at all. Didn't help it, how'd you do that? Yeah. Oh, last week was here. This week, we, you know, yeah. it doesn't yeah. encourage cycling. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he, he kind of said my tongue. In, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. it. And, uh, but I think for me as an individual, to me, it's like, I know I can conquer this. I just have to figure out where did I go wrong? Yeah. And that's just my nature. I mean, since I was a little kid, I always have to figure out, okay, I, I physically don't have the ability that any of you guys have in this room. To me, I had to come up with a different strategy. Sure. I, what are my strengths? What are, are their weaknesses? And, and same when, when you race, and you talked about earlier in racing, it's the same old people every week that you face. Yeah. And to me, it's like, okay, I got close to this guy. How can I get above them? And then once I get – there's another notch. I'm always okay. doing that. That helps me mentally is, is like, you know, there's always you – you will never be the best. You'll never in this sport ever be the best. Even the best are not the best yeah. every day. Yeah. So – that's the problem with regional racing. If you stick in regional racing, you can clean clock. You go nationally, Next and you're step. like, Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even hang on the wheel in a crit. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. So until you learn, until you, until you start saying, okay, where did I go wrong? I'm doing stupid things because that's how what I could do when I'm leader of the pack. I'm not the leader of pack. I'm sure. a pack filler now. How do I get beyond that pack filler? What is it strategy? Do you guys take into account last year's data at all? Like, do you look at your FTP from last year? Do you look at your Strava uh, numbers from last year? Do you look at your, you know, okay, last year at, in April, I hit this climb at this pace and I nailed that. Do you guys go back to that climb next year and, and hit it again and see if you can hit it? Does anybody have those numbers that they try to roll against? I mean, personally, no. Just because, I mean... Numbers for me, I love to see in the moment, but afterwards I don't, I put them aside because I think that each and every single ride, this is how I felt every time we've gone out, every time I've ridden my bike, each and every single ride is itself a different day. I'm going to feel different every single time. Um, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. And so I, I, I don't, I don't need to look back at my numbers about, about that stuff. I mean, I was asked one time, um, what like what are your sprint numbers and i said i don't know because i don't hopefully faster than the person next to me yeah exactly yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. be- it's just because i always think that if i look at numbers i'll get in my head about stuff and that's that's a whole thing about me in this sport is that i just don't i don't care about the past it's just what's coming up or what's right now because when I played soccer, it was all about what's in the past. Mm-hmm. What did you do poorly in the past? It was never what did you do well, what did you do poorly is what was so wow. heavily focused on. Wow. Yeah. And so now I always, I just, I have to forget if I, I mean, when I got second, that uh, three years ago me would have probably ruined my entire day over it. Mm-hmm. But current me was like, all right, it's done. 
I got second. It, it, that's a top three. That's a big deal. And yeah. so focusing on the positives of that stuff was really important for me. Caring about the past is just, it's done. It's, I can't, as they say, you can't take it with you. Yeah. So you know, you know what helps you mm-hmm. that day? You dropped an F bomb and you came across the line. It's the first time All I've ever heard my son anger say. Was released. First time I ever heard him say, I was standing next to his mm-hmm. fiance and I went, <gasps> That's my boy. Well, and she was worried that I was going to be upset about that. Yeah. And yeah. That was the thing that I just had to say, You know, you it's done. It. I can't control it, it anymore. So, so you are mental training. Let's be honest. Well, I've gotten to a point in my life where I have been told so many times, You weren't good then. So yeah. now I think. None of it matters because I'm better than it everybody right me. now. Don't Man. look at me, Sam. First off, where did he come from? It was from? not me. I where don't did know. he come from? He's not. He's from. not. He's way too mature <laughs> to be at least even amongst this group. I <laughs> know, <laughs> right? It's insane. Yeah. Skips a generation. Yeah, yeah. It must be that. Um, yeah. Now, I'm my a, dad. My dad doesn't listen this far into the show, so I could just say my dad's batshit crazy. So yeah. okay. <laughs> so it's not. It didn't skip a generation. I would say second off, I'm with him. Last year's numbers don't matter. What I can do this year does, really? and like it's totally situational, which is what's so fun about our sport. You yeah. know, it's like you can attack at a different time and do better, or yeah. whatever. So, but mentally, like how I'm training this year is, man, I was doing cold showers, and. You know what? what? I was doing that because I was like HDFU. You, you what? Know? You were? Now you're exactly. not. Exactly. Because there's like, I've been doing a lot of research into this because I'm nerdy and I like to do that stuff. Especially Have you like seen Wim Hof? The guy's a kook. He is. He is. But I wasn't looking at that guy. Oh, okay. Um, I was more thinking like it's something that I dread so I want to like <laughs> do that, right? Because I want to be uncomfortable. I want to be unhappy. Gonna be, exactly. I'm going to be unhappy <laughs> and uncomfortable in a race. So I want to experience that. It's terrible for physiologically. Like I'm talking actually physiologically. It's really Really? bad for recovery to do cryotherapy. It turns out. So I'm not doing that anymore. And I'm going to be fast AF next year, but I am going to probably do a few just to remind myself the hell that it is. (laughs) You know, ice baths. I feel like that's healthy. The ice baths for recovery. No, no. Same thing. No. So inflammation is the only thing that that will help with. Really? Yeah. There's proteins that are created naturally in your system during recovery. And in, like fast forward a bunch of jargon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you are doing freezing that, nothing is being restored. Okay. Right? So, oh, yeah. Well, there you go. But it'll help temporarily with like inflammation and stuff. Wow. Um, do, do you want to, do you have a a, uh, have. A, a a quick tip with Bike Fit Sam brought to us by our friends at Ambassador Cycling? I know it's super important. You guys check ambassadorcycling.com to start the process to the proper fit. And but before I even forget, I do want to thank you and Tailwind for uh, uh, for even just starting me on the road. I mean, it was, it was honestly like, I, I was waiting for this crunch to happen. I mean, just go... Oh, but it, it didn't happen until like this morning when I reached for my car keys and went, that didn't hurt. I, I Six years later. Those are my car keys and it doesn't hurt. What the hell? I'm going to do my stretching every day. So um, so big thanks, big thanks, big thanks, man. So uh, let us know what, what you got this week, Sam. Yeah, so I mean, I was actually thinking of 
along the train of shoulders, right? So let's fit some, <laughs> yeah, let's fit some handlebars. And so uh. finding the right size handlebars, I'm a good example of somebody who I ride a 61, right? Because I got long legs. So on a 61, 44s are the standard bar. Well, I have very dainty, narrow shoulders. I'm yeah. an arrow AF homie. And <laughs> so if you measure, it's called your chromium process, right? And it's basically just mm, right in the middle of your shoulders on both sides. If you measure from point to point, that's going to tell you what you should be, right? So if you're a middle number, maybe you want to round up if you like your grip a little bit wider. But if you want to be a little bit more racy, you can round down. Man, that'd be a one centimeter difference, really? which isn't really going to make a difference. Wow. But like for you in particular, you need a, a wider. Yeah. You need like a 44 because if you're brought in here, it's just promoting that, you know, like yeah. rounded shoulder posture. Right. And for me, yeah, I was I like, I always wasn't a 44. My... I ho- I'm going to have to look and see what these are. Yeah. You, but Great. you ride a 56. Yeah. I bet are you, you measure 42. Outside? I bet I'm on a 42. Yeah. I bet you are. So and that's like outside or not center to center. That's Janelli. So outside to so outside. So center to center of the bar. Center yep. to center. So in, in, okay. in a lot of the bars, check it because on your hoods will be 42 and then 44 in the drop. Right. It depends. Yeah. So like for you, you probably want 44 and 46. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Because most of your time is spent on the hoods. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you're gonna be like a 42. I'm just spotting. Yeah, I'm a 42. 42. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. not there on my bike. I'm just yeah, because you're are, yeah, I'm you're swollen, not very arrow. A 61. <laughs> you're definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's tough with mine is, is you're that, integrated. Well, not fully integrated. Okay, but switching that bar out you can only get oh it through b and c the price mm-hmm. too yeah and that's the thing. oh man i know yeah. i know but so that's why mine like, aren't mine aren't i'm i'm good old yeah yeah yours would be a lot easier yeah yeah, yeah. but it's like i would just say that you know something like that look into it check your number see if you're right if not you might want a wider bar or an error bar there we go Quick news roundup opinion gentlemen uh first of all uh a cab officially with estana we all can agree yes or no I don't know. It's he wasn't in the picture. He wasn't in the. Yeah. Then that's a no. Know. Then yeah. that's a no. Uh, uh, there are there are statements out there saying that Vinokurov says that he was not there in time for the preseason photo. So maybe he's still. You would think he would have a, a pretty big deal. Yeah, press release on that. By There's now. not nothing. Yeah. Yet. Nothing. Yeah, yet. I think they're still hiring. But when he on. went to Quick Step, it would, took a few years for it to like. Or, no, for no, years, yeah, a few yeah. like a few little days. while. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Oh, yeah. Uh, next story, um, and I'm, these are fast-forward versions because we're 127 into the show. Are we all co- okay with this? Uh, Garrett Thomas has admitted that it will take him some time to get used to wearing sun god sunglasses after years of his beloved Oakley racing jackets. Um, are we okay with this, or should Sun God immediately make some white frames? <laughs> I th- I think I'm okay with it. They weren't the coolest glasses in the world, if I'll be fair. Well. Don't. I want no yeah, one in this gooder, room. Gooder what? are the, yeah. the coolest glasses. What? <laughs> I want no one in this room, though, thinking Wait that a sponsor two separate... Plug. Exactly. Yeah. I want no one in this room thinking that any two separate lensed glasses are on the cool. bike are really that cool. I'm telling you, I, I, it's going to be hard to see Garrett in dark framed glasses. I, if they make, if Sun God could just, you know, grab a set, tape off the lenses, and shoot them with a spray can of white, I would be a happy guy. <laughs> 
They probably make a they probably make a white frame. It's not gonna be Garrett out there next year. I know it pisses me off. Especially in their orange kit. Yeah, yeah. It's Brain Victoria Ineos. Cycle cross round off questions. Tom Pickcock's crafts crash showing off or genuine mistake. Paul. Yeah. I think he caught himself off guard and was showing off. He, he tried to deny it in the interview. Did you see that? Yeah, I think yeah, he was trying. He to was do trying to play those. it off. Yeah, yeah, he was doing a small little tail whip. Yeah. God, and, that sucks. And then he landed. And and the thing is, is somebody did that exact same thing in the first yeah. first two three laps, but farther back. Yeah. And they caught it, and he did the same thing in the same but jump with a little tail. Fence. No, but yeah. he went down. Yeah, I think he, there was a rut there. Yeah, yeah, there was, and he landed in the rut, and that's. Uh, today's result is flatting all that can stop Wild Van Aert. Anybody watch yeah, today? Watch yeah. That's yeah. pretty much it. Well, I, it, it would have been a great sprint. Um, and I give kudos to uh, Matthew Vanderpool because he didn't celebrate at the end. He says, how do you feel yeah. good about being yeah. somebody who got a flat? Yeah. Um, two things about that. Talk to me about these guys sustaining the speed for the classics. Uh, for oh, the classics. I think for the Vanderpool will. I mean, spring Because classics. he's building. Yeah. So I think that he Wout? will. I think Wout's out. Oh, see, I think it's really interesting. I think it's the other way around. We saw how Vander, we saw how Vanderpool coped last year mm-hmm. in the tour. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he'll peak early and then just be like shit for the rest of the year. His, but, his focus is is the world's uh, cyclocross. That's what yeah. he's aiming for. Mm-hmm. And as it stands right now, Wout's in his way, and that's only a couple of weeks away. Wout's not going to do it. I don't think. No, I think he is. He is. Really. Yeah, but uh, Pidcock is not. Pidcock is not. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I think Wout is a good contestant for Worlds, and I think Vanderpool, uh, who knows where he'll be then, but I think that he's going to peak for all the spring classics. Well, yeah. And I think Wout, I think after watching what Wout did in the tour, day after day after day, I think I don't think he's going to falter in the spring. Mm-hmm. And, I, then, and you look at, at Vanderpool, who just did the opposite. He just overextended himself, and I think that's why he had a bad gear. I wonder how many more days that we're going to see these boys ride cross. I wonder if I, it'll I end. Think I think, up, I up think up those days worlds. are numbered. I, yeah. I think so, oh, I too. Mean, just, he means year after year Ever. after oh, year. Yeah. I think they're going to realize that they're getting paid heavily to do one thing, and mm-hmm. that is to dominate in the road season. They get season. paid massively oh, for the start. Yeah, yeah. Massively. Yeah. And it, this has Sven been... Ace has said this is ridiculous with the start start what, he doesn't like this it. has been one of the best cyclocross seasons i've seen in yeah, a long yeah. time though it's been exciting but it's now, only three not guys for, not for the other guys <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yeah, the know, other guys yeah. are getting left in the dust yeah yeah Little. poor ellie is <laughs> i know yeah. it yeah he's like oh i'm the best in the world yeah i'm the fourth best in the world yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's just got to be brutal so uh there we go um Last uh, little ram- last closing question. This one I think is funny because it's going to be for Paul. Yumbo Visma switching from Shimano to SRAM. Yay, nay, or meh, Jackson? Meh, I don't really care that much. You don't really care? No. The, that's another big one, but I don't know if it's on topic. So What? The UAE is no longer on Campagnolo. No, that's crazy. That's yeah. bigger news. That's, what, that's huge. They and they haven't even made an SRAM. announcement. No, they're no, Shimano. They're Shimano. Shimano. They yeah. didn't even make an announcement. They did earlier in the year. They did. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was yeah, a while yeah, ago then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. It was in November. It was I think. I think that's huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sam, yay, nay, or meh? I meh. Meh. I'm yeah. Shimano. Yeah. You're you're. Yeah. You so prefer that over the It's like meh. Yeah. Fine. Uh oh. Paul. I like it because that's, you like Shimano. Yeah, I do you, because they're like they're the SRAM opposite. I don't think it's better than Shimano. <laughs> 
I don't think it's better than Shimano by any means. I think Shimano performs better, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. But and I don't like everything about SRAM. What? Like you, you, like you that bash SRAM my Shimano pushing, every day. Yeah. One by and then the smaller yeah. compact yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. stuff wears out fast. And their mechanical is no more. Well, yeah. same oh, as Shimano. Oh. Shimano is the same out. thing. One hundred five is no. There's no mechanical one hundred five. They're doing that. the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah, going digital. So the, yeah, so they're all in the same, going the same direction, which is sad because it's just making bikes too expensive. Rim brakes. <laughs> well, even if outside of that, just like getting ones, rid man. of mechanical stuff is just ridiculous. That we all yeah. have to do electronic, and I know it performs really well, but. For somebody, uh, the average guy, do they really need that? Yeah. Unless you're a dentist. But nevertheless, <laughs> I hope he doesn't have the problems that he could have. Yeah. yeah well, especially in have. cross. I was thinking of wow, especially in cross, having to suddenly go mid-season from a Shimano ride to a SRAM ride. I mean, that's a different shifting. When you're flying around a corner and you have to get into gear fast, mm-hmm. that's it. That's going to... That, that's he he said it could be a problem. An entirely different lever. Yeah. But I can yeah. guarantee you had SRAM before... Oh, I'm this sure like he was training January on it. Yeah, 1st. exactly. But yeah. he did say, yeah, it'll, it'll probably take some time to get used to. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's, well, and they're probably one by. So realistically. I think yeah. he has two by on that. I, really? In cross? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that's nice. amazing. Really Those guys surprising. are putting such watts yeah. down, you never know. So. Yeah, I, I mean, if depends it depends on the course. Yeah, yeah, and if it is a one by, it's just a lever lever situation. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not you having to switch into two rings. Sure. If it is two by, I'd be shocked. Yeah. But. It, oh, two by easy, you just hit both at the same time. Yeah. But with the back. with the amount of jarring they're taking on those cross rides, I'm surprised that hmm. they'd be on a two. I wish my gravel bike was a two by. I do. I did it. I did a two by. I don't like one by because yeah. especially on the road sections of some of these longer gravel races, mm-hmm. I want I want to put it into a big gear and go Crank. make up go for the bop. rock gardens. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So there we go. Uh, you guys, we did it. Once again, we closing out another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, to the YouTube channel, and check us all out at packfiller.com. Jackson, Sam, and Paul, once again, thanks, you guys. Thank, Thank you, Pat. Thank you. And yeah. we will catch you guys next week. Except, Paul, you're going to be in, in sunny Palm. Yeah. Palm Desert. Yeah. Yeah. We're you gonna- Skyping in? We're going to get him we'll on see, one of the two it, nights. I told him he has the liberty to pull the plug because yeah. Zoom doesn't work, doesn't transfer very well. Yeah. So. well maybe I don't have, I don't have vacuums or dogs or pots and pans, so I'm... Hey, that's all, already better than Diva. I've got a studio little place with a, with a little private yeah. pool and everything. So <sighs> Pretty yeah. nice. Yeah. I so I should be able to minimize... You know what I would do, honestly, if I had that place <laughs> and we logged into the show, I'd be like, hey... I, Nice. <laughs> the hear me okay? No, Paul. Paul not work yeah, out. I, I, All right. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll just crack up. open another St. Bernard's. <laughs> God. Yeah. We'll catch you guys next week. All right. Bye.